Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Now, every second week, I talk um, about something to do with training or something that will help you with your training. And today, seeing as I'm preparing for GSER, which is a great southern endurance run, I thought I would talk about preparing your drop bags and your nutrition for your long distance race. So, There's lots of things to consider and it is all part of your standard race preparation, knowing exactly what is involved in your race, what the distance is and how many calories you're going to have to cater for for yourself for that. Now, of course, some people like to rely upon the aid stations. I personally prefer to rely upon my own nutrition. In that way, I know exactly how many calories I'm going to be getting. And also, there's no surprises. If you rely on aid stations, chances are when you get to an aid station, you may not have what you want. Now, in Canada, when I was racing in Canada, there was a huge variety of food, sweet, savoury, and um, stuff that would actually fill your tummy and give you proper energy for a long-distance race. I find that in a lot of Australian races, we tend to just have chips and lollies, which is great for some people, um, but to my mind... That sort of food is not designed to power you through 100 kilometres or 100 miles. Yes, it's full of calories. Yes, it's full of sugar and salt and fat. But no, it's not good nutrition. And for myself, I've only ever had problems and thus gastric distress when I have eaten those kinds of foods. So personally, I don't even touch the food at the aid stations at all. That, of course, is completely up to you. And, of course, once again, as with all of my podcasts, what I'm expressing here is my personal opinion. You can take what you want from it, but um, you may completely disagree with me in this regard, especially when it comes to the food, and that's totally fine. Anyway, here is what I do, and, of course, you can take what you want from it and take some tips. It might be useful for you. So basically, what I do is I, first of all, look at the distance of the race. So basically, I know what I'm doing, you know, let's say a 100 miler. Then I'll look at where the aid stations are and how far apart each aid station is. I create a table and I'll put in what the distance is and what the cumulative distance is as well because that plays a factor as well, not only in how many calories I'll need but knowing how much I will feel like eating and what sort of foods I'll feel like eating as it gets later in the race. As you all know, as it gets later in the race, it's harder and harder to eat food. On another note, I don't drink my calories. Now, I used to, but I find that drinking your calories is less efficient simply because it is hard to know how many calories you have consumed from drinking. Because have you drunk a lot? How many bottles did you drink? If you've got a bladder, how much have you drunk? What concentration did you make it at? Is it exact? You know, so many variables that it's too difficult to my mind. And that's just a personal choice thing. I prefer to have water and I also do have electrolytes, but I use Ultima electrolytes, which have no calories. So it's just pure electrolytes. And thus I can rely just on food nutrition for my calories. I also personally find I get hungry and drinking my calories does not get rid of that hungry feeling. I need to eat something. 
All right, so I write a plan and I have how many, how far it is. And of course, kilometers aren't equal when it's on a trail run, especially a maintenance, maintenance trail run. You will find that what looks like, say, 17 kilometers might take you three to four hours because there's lot of, lots of ascent in there or it's difficult terrain and so on. So it's not like running on the road, as you well know, I'm sure. So I will work out based also on the notes from the race director on about how long it will take me to go the distance of between the aid stations. Then I will determine how many calories I need. Now I plan for approximately 200 to 300 calories per hour. Now I know a lot of people will say that's too much for them, but it's actually what you need. Your body needs that much when you are working that hard. I can't say I always get that in. Sometimes I don't, but it's really good to aim for. Of course, if you are trying to consume two to 300 calories per hour, you also need to be drinking lots of water. I have tried to do it before without drinking lots of water and I ran into lots of problems, really sick and it was quite distressing. So you need to ensure you are drinking lots of water and not just the electrolytes, but also just plain water. You need the water to help you digest it, especially if you're eating bars. Now, that's another thing. What kind of food do you like? I find bars are fine, but once again, they pull a lot of water away from your stomach and make it much harder to digest. I quite like the honey stinger chews and the cliff chews, but I can't just have them. I can't personally just eat sweet stuff. It makes me feel sick and also I get flavour fatigue. I need something savoury and that's where Vegemite and butter on wraps or soft bread rolls is really awesome. One race I was at where my crew forgot to bring my food, it wasn't really an aid station, it was it was a spot we'd worked out and I had no food for the next 50k leg. So People around me who were there also gave me food. These were just uh, spectators. And someone gave me this ham, cheese and tomato roll. And my God, that was the best thing I had during the race. Like, it was so good. The tomato was a little bit of, made it kind of juicy. And the ham and cheese was salty. It was awesome. It was the best thing. Anyway, so you could even try stuff like that. In really long, mountainous ultras, you really do need proper food like that. And, of course, then there's some protein in there as well. So <clears throat> I have a mixture of gels and chews and real food, which would be very basic real food, like I said, Vegemite wraps or something like that. At And then what I do is I get all the calories that I need, and I also always slip in a few um, ginger lollies as well. The gingins, ginger lollies, are the best that I have found. They really help with nausea. Uh, so I put all of the food that I want in a little Ziploc bag labelled with the name of the aid station and then I put that in a cooler bag. And in that cooler bag, I'll also have my bottled water because I'm afraid I am a bit of a water snob. I don't like to drink chlorinated water. It Once again, it, that upsets my stomach. So you've got to learn and know your body. So that upsets my stomach. So I put in bottled water and I know it's environmentally unfriendly and I really feel bad about it but I well it's just this one each it's for a race so I kind of I don't know try to make myself feel better about that 
But anyway, it is bottled water and I agree, it's not the best for the environment. <clears throat> anyway, so then, and I also put in a little Ultima sachet with an elastic band around that so I can fill up my drink bottle with one of my bottles with that too. I'll also put in a sparkling water because I just find when I get really thirsty between aid stations, I just want something with bubbles. And maybe later in the race I might have Coke or something, but early in the race I don't want to be having that. <clears throat> I also put in um, a Bundaberg ginger beer because ginger, once again, helps with nausea. And, of course, you must make sure it's proper ginger beer with real ginger in it. None of this um, ginger ale and that sort of stuff, that which is ginger-flavoured soft drink, basically. Sure, if you just want the sugar, that's fine. But it doesn't have ginger in it, and it's not going to help you with nausea. So check the labels. Make sure it's not just ginger flavour. Make sure it is real ginger. And I just find, personally, that the Bundaberg ginger beer is the best. I like it the best. Um, okay, so that's what I put in the drop bags. And then I label the drop bags. I make up, you know, on a piece of A4 paper, and then I laminate it with my name, the aid station and what kilometres it's at. And, I, and it, you know, it's A4 size, so it's nice and big, and I zip tie that to the handles so that it's easy to find. And when the um, aid station helpers see me coming through, um, and if I know my race number, I'll put it on it, and then they'll, and, um, they'll see the race number and be able to grab my pack easily because my name is easy and clear to see. Um, you could also have things in your drop bag which you might want, like some wipes or, you know, um, some tissues or whatever it is that you particularly want or maybe some spare sort of, you know, pain-relieving medication, whatever that you might need or want. Um, my later-on bags tend to have, like, when, when I know it's coming towards the end and I'm not going to be able to really eat properly, I have more lollies and that sort of stuff. So I can just sort of put some lollies in my mouth and just get some sugar without actually having to eat anything because I know by later stages in the race I really I don't feel like eating and I don't want to eat and I just find that's the best then. So that is the sort of thing that I would put in there. I also have, um, so I put the stuff in the, in the Ziploc bag because then I can just grab that Ziploc bag, ditch all my rubbish from all my other stuff at the aid station, so making sure I'm putting it in bins, I'm not just dropping it out on the course, drop the rubbish in the bin, grab my Ziploc bag, and I can just shove that in a pocket. There's no fussing, oh, which bar do I want? Do I want this? Do I want that? Even if I have crew, I still have it in a Ziploc bag, and they know this is the food that she's taking, and that way it's so much easier. There's no picking or choosing. Now, I also heard another tip from someone that you can have another Ziploc bag with you so that if you do want stuff from the aid station, rather than standing there eating from the aid station, just grab what you want, put it in a Ziploc bag, and then you can go off and you can eat it whilst you're walking. So you don't have to stand there at the aid station. And you know what? I've tried it before. I know this sounds really bad, but chips and lollies mixed together is actually not too bad, kind of sweet and savory. So you can mix that stuff in your Ziploc bag <clears throat> and eat it, and it's not a problem. I also put in, um, and this might sound weird to some, but it works for me, is I will have sushi. Now, I'm not talking about sushi with raw fish. I'm talking about just the sticky rice uh, wrapped in the nori paper. Now, there's also the concern of um, salmonella poisoning from rice because, you know, cooked rice left and all that sort of stuff. Personally, I've never, ever had a problem, and I've done this in so many races in all different temperatures, 
But once again, that's a personal choice thing. Um, I don't recommend it. If you are worried about that sort of stuff, because then it will, of course, play on your mind. doesn't bother me. It never has. And I just find it works so well because the sticky rice vinegar is really, it's sweet, but it's also savory. So it's full of calories and the rice is full of carbs. So you're getting some really good calories in there. And sometimes I'll get the one with the avocado in it as well. So there you're getting some good fats as well. And that's all really good for you. I've also discovered at Walmart in Canada last year were these protein drinks. Now they are meant to be for like elderly people who can't eat um, their nutrition so easily. So they're like these little, um, you know, fruit juice box kind of things with a little straw uh, full of a drink that is super high in calories and high in protein. And I have one of them in my drop bags and I try and scull that as much of it as I can because it's 250 mils or whatever at the aid station. So I'm getting in heaps of liquid, which is what I said before you need, and heaps of calories and protein. Because of course, the more further you get through the race, the more muscle breakdown there will be. And you need protein, not just constant sugars. So I just find that works for me. I haven't been able to find quite the same one here in Australia. Nestle do one that they, I contacted them and it's this, it's basically the same brand, rebranded, but it it just doesn't taste quite the same to me. But um, that's fine, like taste, whatever. That's another thing you have to not worry about so much when you're running ultras is the taste of food. And, and you don't think of it as food, like the chews and the gels and whatever. And if they don't taste that good, it doesn't matter. It's nutrition. It's not food. You're not there for a picnic. You are there to have the nutrition for getting through the race. Now, of course, some people might want purely manufactured foods, gels and so forth. Personally, my stomach would rebel. I wouldn't be able to do it. But... I find combining the real foods and the manufactured means I'm not quite as heavy in the pockets because real food is, you know, bigger and bulkier, but I've also got the best of both worlds. So I smash some sushi when I'm at the aid station and if there's a bit left, once again, it's in a little Ziploc bag, I'll take that too. And then, of course, I just keep all my rubbish on me and purge it at the next aid station, which is, of course, something you mustn't forget. There's nothing worse than running out of the aid station going, oh, my God, I've still got all my rubbish with me as well as all my food now. Uh, And, well, there you go. What I also find is sometimes I might have one or two bars left from my previous Ziploc bag. I just ditch them and grab the new Ziploc bag and just put those old bars in the the, um, cooler bag and I just grab the new Ziploc bag because I don't want to be stuffing around, pulling bits out and going, mm, which one should I take out? I just grab it. That's the decision I made that I was going to eat and I eat it. <clears throat> I try not to have anything left over because I'm really, once again, trying to get that 200 to 300 calories in an hour. I know it's hard, but you'll be glad you did it later in the race when you really don't feel like eating. And it doesn't matter what you ate before, you're not probably not going to feel like eating much towards the end. But it's so important to get those calories in. All right, so that those protein drinks... Honestly, they work super well. So give it a try. I had to order them online because there's no Walmart here um, from some website that was for people uh, for when you're looking after old people. I can't even remember the website. You'd have to Google it. But it's for, you know, looking after people in palliative care and that sort of stuff. So um, and there's lots of those sorts of liquid foods that are really high in calories 
that are honestly just brilliant for that sort of thing, especially if you don't like consuming too much. Um, so basically that's what I do. I have all the drop bags packed at home, ready to go. I'll add a picture in the show notes for you to see, ready to go. And then I just take them and they're ready. When I go for check-in, drop all the drop bags off, everything's done and it's super easy. Anyway, I hope, um, that's giving you some tips. Um, I really think having the little Ziploc bags of things is really helpful so you don't have to think. You just grab it and pop it in. Um, So it's been really awesome that my podcast has been going up the charts on the Apple Podcasts chart lists. It's been very exciting and I'm so um, stoked that people have written reviews for me and are listening to it and subscribing because that really helps to get the podcast out there and for the audience to grow and I suppose it doesn't matter if it's number one or number two or number 50 but it's kind of it's cool for me to see and I really appreciate it so I got a couple more reviews this week one from Mark Runs Long thanks for that Grant 3155 and Tanya, although it didn't say Tanya, but I do know it was you, Tanya, because um, you had a little bit of trouble writing who wrote the review. So thank you so much, you three, for your reviews um, to add on for the others. I really appreciate it. So, of course, once again, if you do have just a spare minute, it doesn't take long, it's not that hard, just go on to Apple Podcasts. I'll put a link in the um, show notes. If you could go on to Apple Podcasts, subscribe that would be awesome and leave a review and if you subscribe it comes up and it just downloads it automatically for you so you don't have to go in and try to find the podcast it's just there in with your podcast easy to listen to so I'd really appreciate you leaving a review that would make my day I love reading them um, and I love hearing your feedback so thank you so much everyone who has left a review I've had a request to do one of my training talks about how to do or how to train for a hilly race when there are no hills around where you live. That's a, such a interesting question because it's something flatlanders really have to think about and I've got some great ideas so I will get onto that for the next one. Now this week I am doing GSER, the Great Southern Endurance Run, that starts on Friday. So... Um, yeah, I hope that will all go well. It will be just great to get out in the mountains for a couple of days and my awesome crew will be there. That's um, Danielle and Michelle. They're going to be helping me out, which is fantastic, driving me to Bright and looking after me. And then David and Nikki will be pacing me. I appreciate that so much. That's funny. That's I know a lot of David and Nikki's must be very common names. So anyway, thanks to everybody in my team who is helping me once again with ultra running it's not a a solitary sport although it may appear that way it's actually really a team sport when you think about it so I shall let you know how it all goes once the race is over and I hope all your racing plans are going well and training is going well and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and I hope you have a great week